Hey, it's Aaron. And I'm Sarah. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. I don't know why I just started that episode with bingo. Fun times, friends. <laughs> but I did pull in the oh hello. But hi, friends. Hi, I'm excited about this episode because I'm super excited about this episode. Because there's like a bonus story that has nothing to do with the episode. It by has the way, nothing to do with the it's episode. But it's to very do exciting. With the episode. Do you have anything you need to like? Oh, say or shout out so, anybody? Um, I don't have anybody to shout out. Uh, I don't think. Um, but um, actually, I did have. Well, okay. Jamie, my friend Jamie, the OG shithead, not OG. I don't know if she started or he started at the very beginning, but um, it seems like you were from the very beginning. Um, sent me a very adorable message of like, um, do I still get a free sticker? Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's delayed right now because we're waiting on the postcards to come in the little note cards that are going to go in with the stickers. And I'm super excited about it. Cause you're going to get a little personalized note from us as well. Um, I'm acting like we're celebrities, but it's kind of cool. Act like it. And we will, we be. will be it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, those are going to get mailed out. Hopefully once they come in, hopefully they should be here this weekend um which means by the time you're listening to this hopefully we have the note cards because i forgot we're recording into the future or in the past for the future um so anyway we're really excited about that and that should be coming out soon so anyone that would like a free sticker and by extension a nice personalized note from us please donate to the buy me a coffee which is linked in our cat in our show notes as well as on our um episode or like uh podcast site or our Venmo and our Venmo is at podcast 31 nights. And no matter what your donation amount is, you will get a free sticker. Um, of course, once the postcards come in. So that was my only little like shout out situation that I had to get to that I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So what, what is, what is your little update? So your little bonus. So I did something that I've been wanting to do for a number of years and I'm not going to say any particular names, but I went to see a medium. Yes. Okay. So I'll just tell you, can I see this medium? Yeah. As oh my God. As a matter I see this medium. I will give you details because this medium will be coming back. Oh yes. to the same To the same location. I, I, I would have loved I would have loved to actually talk to her one-on-one, but I didn't get to do it. So I went to see her last night. So, but I have an opportunity to see her again. Um, so it was really, I didn't know what to expect. So we were at a table. There were like 15 of us at a table. Oh shit. And I always thought, you know, I, I envisioned a seance almost. I always thought that kind of like everyone just kind of sat around almost like silently chanting, meditating kind of thing. Oh no, we were involved in the process. So she started off by telling us, you know, she hates to be the only one talking and anybody who feels, you know, so inclined to like chime in. So for instance, once we all, she has closed her eyes. Oh, first we had to anoint ourselves. Oh God. So she gave us Kabbalah oil, which smelled quite nice. Kabbalah oil? It was like called, the religion? I guess. Oh, was, interesting. And okay. she also had holy water, which is, yes. like, which is hilarious. So my friend and I... You gotta cover all your bases. Yeah, my friend and I were like, yeah, we'll just put both on. So we anointed ourselves with both. 
And um, that was to open our, our third eye. The chakra. Yeah, the chakra. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm set. I've got both of these on. I'm, I'm going to channel some <laughs> stuff, right? You've covered all your bases yeah, at that point. I, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. So we close our eyes and she says, oh, a white shaggy dog just came across the table. And I'm like, <laughs> like, where, where? You know, like, you know, so <laughs> you're looking for the white shaggy dog. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So she starts off by telling us all the people and pets that are coming into the room. She's like, oh, and then there's a man over here and a woman over there. And, and, and then she's, you know, and then, and then she said, and a man, a tall man in a long black cloak, he's standing between the two of you. So me and this lady that are sitting oh, God. and we're like, is it oh, your guy or like, my guy? Mur? Okay. Now I will tell you that what I felt and, and everybody there pretty much said the same thing was the air really did change once we also started, you know, started the process. And I had a headache and, and, and pain in my chest the whole time until the end. And other people said the same thing. Oh, my head hurts. My neck hurts. So I had like a heaviness. Ooh, it's like energy pressure. It was like, yes, it was very oppressive. First, I thought I was getting sick and I kind of had an upset stomach. And I thought, well, you know how we watch those ghost hunter shows? And oh my God, and they get sick. I did not feel well. Like, Ooh, I, I don't like it. Like, I enjoyed. But I like it. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the process, but, but I didn't really feel very well. So let me get to the specifics about me. So people would call out things, you know, they'd call out the loved one's name and, and, you know, people might get an image or a flash. I was getting nothing, by the way, I was getting absolutely oh, nothing, no. but some people would, would get images or impressions or whatever. So I wasn't going to say anything, but then she called me out. She's like somebody over here who didn't call anyone's name. And she looks at me and she's like, how about you? And I, so I say my dad's name. I won't say his name on the, the yeah. so I say my dad's name. Which, by the way, her dad and I have the same birthday, yeah. and I just feel like that's a cool fact. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I say my dad's name, and somebody says, oh, I see a plane. And I'm like, okay, that means nothing. Yeah. And somebody says, oh, I think I see a train. And I'm like, train? And then a lady next to me who I know. Now, again, I didn't tell anybody... I didn't tell the medium what my relationship was to this person. She didn't know my name, I mm. but I said his full name. I didn't say who he was. And the lady next to me says, I hear music. And I said, okay, well, he was a musician. And I didn't say what he played. And then somebody said, oh, well, did he travel? You know, was he a traveling musician? And I chuckled. I said, well, no, because he barely would leave the house half the time. I'm like, no, he didn't travel. He, you know, that wasn't really his thing. But then the medium said, no, I don't see him traveling on a train. She said, he's like a child and he's smiling and he's playing with a train. And I said, well, he had this train set that he absolutely loved and he kept it like his whole life. And it ended up going to my nephew who now has it. He loved trains. And I feel like that was very much a thing of his, yeah. of his time where the boys like trains. And she said, oh, he's got this grin on his face and he's with the train. I'm like, okay. So then... You're like, all right, lady. Yeah. So <laughs> then she says, well, he does have a message for you. And I'm I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. What's the message? You know? And she said, well, he wants you to know that he never felt so at peace as when he was with you. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's a nice message. But then, oh my she, God, this is giving me goosebumps. It, I know it was a nice message. Well, and the it, only, the, the other reason why I feel like I'm getting goosebumps is like, I know things about your relationship with your yeah, dad that yeah. like obviously we're not going to share but yeah, like yeah 
that's wild. Yeah. And then she said, I don't know what this means. She says, but it's like your head, like, like your head is resting on his chest. And I don't know if she meant like visually she was seeing that. And the only thing I can think of was the significance of the chest of him having a heart attack. And I was having pain in my chest the whole time. And and after we, after I said his name and we did that, it, it got better. So it was very strange. And, uh, and a friend that was with me said the same thing. She said, you know, I felt kind of, you know, kind of a compression or felt kind of, you know, oppressed, she said, until I said my mother's name and then I felt better. So I, I think maybe it 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 isn't even so much about like the dead person coming through, but maybe like the psychic energy that gets transmitted to the people around you. Because when the person next to me said, I hear music, I was thinking in my head, musician are they going to know guitar or drums you know what i mean so it might have been that too yeah but needless to say it was a really cool experience but here's the interesting thing too so at the beginning we picked four tarot cards i lo- i want to learn uh-huh. how to do those and, so bad and you know mine didn't really yield a, a really profound thing but she walked by at the end and she and she gave each of us a personal message and she put her hands on her shoulders first of all she said to me which is which is nothing that's that's uh surprising oh your neck is really tense do you get massages and i said no and she said you get headaches don't you and i'm thinking well yeah i mean anybody with a tense neck gets headaches whatever then she said can i ask your age and i'm like that's a rude question i know (laughs) and i'm like why and she goes well you're not a grandmother right and i said no i'm like and she goes well you're gonna be she (laughs) goes well she goes she goes um i see a little girl coming into your life that's going to be hugely significant, someone that's going to be important to you. She goes, I'm not really sure if this is a baby or child. I'm not really sure of the age, she said, but there's a girl coming into your life, a child that is going to be hugely significant to you. And and, and she's like, I don't really yet know what the relationship is. But the thing is, the woman sitting next to me was a grandmother so it could have been a little cross energy nation there. I yeah, don't know what maybe. was going But I was like, oh, okay. So now I can't stop thinking about so now that. Either Aaron is going to have a baby. Uh, uh, um, um, no. <laughs> or going to marry a dude with a kid, Ma- maybe? Maybe. I don't or, know. Not, maybe not marry. That's been, yeah, we're jumping yeah. a gun here. Yeah. Or like you just happen upon a child. You're just like walking down the street. I go oh, out, hello, child. Yeah, I go out to the car and there's one in the car. Well, I don't know. I don't know. The other thing is by nature of, you know, what we do. Well, that was be brought that up. far Wait, off. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was interesting. That's wild. That's so cool. I want to do that. Um, I feel like when I do it again, I want it to be a smaller group, if not one-on-one. Because th- being in that whole group is a bit intimidating, to be honest. But but I had no idea what I to expect. I would love to meet with one one on And I don't know if that's the MO of everybody, if if they're that interactive. You know, like, I, I didn't realize that, that, like, it was going to be participation. That's, that's, in the movies, they never show it that no. way. They never show it that way at all. So, and she was cool. She had a good personality. She had a good sense of humor. But, yeah, that was my medium experience. So Wow. Yeah. Tell us your medium experiences yes. at 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com or quite frankly, any kind of cool psychic tarot. Is it tarot or tarot? I think it's tarot. Um, so any palm readings, whatever you, whatever kind of like mystical, spiritual 
vibing with ghost energy situations, send those to 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. We want to do a shithead stories episode about it. We do. That'd be so cool. We did that other one. Let's do another one. And I also want material for the blog that I'm going to attach to our podcast. Oh, so that would be cool too. We just dropped that bomb. Yes, we did. I'm this wor- is the first episode we're dropping that bomb into. I'm I'm working on it. So we're working on a blog. I'm working Not a vlog. It. A blog. Yeah, a blog. Old no school. one needs to see my ugly mug. Uh, I'm not I'm so tired of seeing my face on Right? I'm sick of it. I mean, not yours, mine. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Hey. Um we also had that was one of our big pieces of information we wanted to drop is we're working on a blog for the epi- for the podcast. Yeah. Um, but we're not gonna drop the other bomb until we get closer down that road. Yeah. Um but yeah. what are we gonna be talking about today? Oh, okay. So I'm She didn't a- tell me. So I'm super excited about this because you know how during the October ones, I, I kind of ended up doing all these inspiration ones, not really. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I inadvertently did it again. I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know. That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't know. So this is an an unsolved murder um, a case in Baltimore. What? Yeah. This is a cold case. Um, this Over 60 years. This is the unsolved murder of Carolyn Wazalewski. Wait a second. I think I might know this one. And Carolyn Wazalewski was, um, so not really her, but the the movie Crybaby, John Waters. Oh my gosh, I know this. Yes. So John Waters was uh, was eight years old um, when Carolyn Wazalewski was murdered. And he was, he, he was very fascinated by the whole drape culture, mm-hmm. which essentially are greasers is, yeah. what, is what they are. So, And if you've never seen that movie, you need to pause the episode right now and you need to go watch crybaby because quite honestly johnny depp is just perfect in that movie well he was quite a dreamboat even though now he's i don't know what he's weird now he's definitely weird now but yes he was adorable anyway back back to yeah so i'm gonna get into this so i had no idea i happen to be looking i I, i'm all about like an unsolved case now so i I come upon this i had no idea i had no idea that uh, that this was tied to that at all so i was very pleasantly surprised so Carolyn Wazalewski was 14 years old when she was brutally murdered, you know, just 14. 14. And she was so beautiful when you when you look up the pictures, um just she was a striking girl. Um so just 14 when she was murdered, Baltimore, Maryland. Um case is still cold after 6 years. And I just mentioned that John Waters, you know, um was was fascinated with this whole drape culture that Carolyn was a part of. Um so the drapes were essentially a group of teens who wore leather jackets. They smoked, they drank, they engaged in mischief. Um, like I said, I like that engaged, engaged in mischief. mischief. That's very, very good way of putting it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So given that the drapes had a reputation for being on the wrong side of the law, it was kind of easy to point the finger at them for Carolyn's murder. However, in my opinion, the best suspect was a man named Ralph Garrett, who was a 45 year old mechanic who had been accused of raping a teenage girl that Carolyn knew. Well, I mean, dude, that yeah. seems. And to um, I will get into that whole situation in a bit. So I'm going to set the scene here. Um, oh, we're setting, setting the, scene? the scene. Picture this. No picture this picture this. So to me, Carolyn kind of sounds like the kind of teenage girl I probably would have been friends with or mm. would have wanted to be friends with. Um, oh yeah. Cause you were friends with all the bad kids. I was. She, <laughs> yep. Absolutely. She had a very rebellious nature. 14 but looked way older i mean she looked like she was in her 20s she was really pretty that's pretty that's like nice but also like reputation for a recipe for disaster and men who 
Yeah. You know. Yes. You attract older men. You just do. Sexualize children. Yes. Yep. So she looked much older. She ran with the fast crowd. Probably she smoked, drank, got into trouble, dated bad boys. Um, and again, I kind of admit I'm a dra- I'm drawn to that rebellious type myself. But so. she is in no way, shape, or form a rebellious person. Me? Yeah, no. I was as a teenager, not now, but yeah, no, now you're definitely not a teenager. Yeah, a little you're bit. Wild? I don't know. I mean, I I don't think you're wild. <laughs> I don't know. I was not wild as a teenager. In my college years, I was, but like as a teenager in high school, I was. I, lame. I mean, I was, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think I stood out because so many of my my peers were. So oh. I don't really think I was above the rest. I just did what they did. So gotcha. Um. So once again, as I said, chosen inspiration for for a movie story, but didn't know this. Um. I tried to watch that movie several times years ago. I love it. Did not do it for me at all. I found it weird. I found the dialogue weird. And isn't that kind of a musical, which we we know I hate. But that's his M.O. I know. Oh, Oh my gosh. I love him. Well, I like other John Waters movies. Don't get me wrong. I do. I just don't. Cry Baby is so good. I just don't like that one. It's like a cult kind of movie. It is. You have to like really be. But I like the other John Waters movies. I just don't like that one. So. Anyway, Carolyn Wasilewski, also known as Carolyn Wells, um, her father was of Lithuanian descent, so he recognized that people had a bit of trouble saying it and spelling it, because heaven forbid back then, you know, you learn how to, you learn someone's actual name. Hence why my last name turned into Kowalski yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from Kanapka, because it was too ethnic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ellis Island. Yeah. So she was born on June 12th, 1940 in Baltimore, Maryland. She was the oldest of seven children and she was a 14 year old freshman at Southern high school. Carolyn also liked to be called peaches. Mm. She enjoyed dancing the dragnet, which was a type of jitterbug. I'm not familiar with what that looks like. I know dragnet, a a show. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. And also a dance. Yes. If you know this dance, record yourself doing it and send it to us. Yes. On our social media. I would love that. Oh, I would love that. It'd be so much fun. I would love that. Um, In many ways, she was a typical teenager, but her parents were concerned about her running around with the drapes who were considered juvenile delinquents. And one of the activities they engaged in was particularly dangerous, which was illegal hot rod racing. Yeah. Which I take to mean like drag racing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and in the movie, they play chicken. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like real scary. Um, her parents sent Carolyn to the House of the Good Shepherd, oh, which was a home for like yeah, wayward girls to yeah. straighten her out. Um, it was a it was a place for delinquent girls in West Baltimore, where Carolyn stayed mm-hmm. for three weeks. After her stay at the home, it seemed that Carolyn was trying to turn over a new leaf and had broken away from some of her friends. She was planning, or said she was planning, to get a job as a nurse's aide at a hospital where her grandfather worked. And I'm like, wow, 14, that's pretty young to get a job as a nurse's aide, but different mm-hmm. time, huh? Definitely a different time. So this is really timely because this happened the first week in November. That's, so that's one of the reasons I picked it. Yes. It's oh, one, I thought it was a coincidence. No, it's not. It's one of the reasons <laughs> I picked it. Yeah. On November 1st, 1954, one week before her death, Caroline testified against a man who had allegedly raped a friend of hers, and his name was Ralph Garrett. Oh, so he definitely did it. Around this time, Caroline had also been beaten up by a boy and chose not to report it. Carolyn had a fear of being labeled a squealer. 
So she testified against Ralph Garrett, gets beaten up by a boy, and a week later she's dead. Yeah, so let's just talk about toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. I, oh my god. And I feel these so I feel these things are not coincidental. I mean, I don't no. believe I don't believe in that kind of a coincidence. No, coincidence like that is not no. coincidence. So it's on November happens. 8th, 1945, <gasps> Carolyn told her parents she was going to hang out with her friend, 16-year-old Peggy Lamana. The two girls said they planned to attend a dance class at the Morrell Park Elementary School. This was probably a ruse, most likely, mm -hmm. for her to get out of the house. Carolyn left the house around 6.15 p.m. dressed in a black jacket, a pink sweater, and a black and pink patterned skirt. She wore a black scarf knotted around her neck, and her hair, which was in curlers, was covered with a green scarf. Carolyn never met up with Peggy. Carolyn did not return home that evening. At one point, her mother called the school and learned there was no dance. <laughs> she assumed that Carolyn was probably waiting for a bus to get the to get a ride home. But when Carolyn didn't return home, her parents started searching frantically. They went uh, by a local hangout for teens and ran into Peggy, who said Carolyn had stood her up. Supposedly, when they were leaving the diner, Carolyn's parents, parents noticed a black Chevy, maybe a 46 or 47 model that had two men in it. Carolyn's mother thought to herself, oh, that kind of looks like Carolyn. Why didn't she investigate that? That seemed odd to me. Huh. They did call the police, and the next morning, this is odd too. I think this is odd. Now, no offense, I, I'm sure, I think there's family members still alive. I'm just saying to me, the it might even be the way it's reported, but I think this is an odd detail. The next morning, Carolyn's mother went into the school, told one of the teachers and several students that Carolyn had run away. What? I also find that odd. She also said she thought Carolyn was probably hitchhiking because she had no money. I found that odd. I did. That's a leap. Yeah. That's a leap. At around 7 a.m. the next morning, a train engineer who was heading to Baltimore saw something on the tracks underneath the Belvedere mm. Avenue Bridge, which is now Northern Parkway. Yeah. Turned out to be Carolyn's body. It's likely the body was put there so that the train would run her body over, either making it look like an accident or destroying evidence. Oh, that son of a fucking bitch. Carolyn's body was covered with scratches and bruises and her skirt and shoes were missing. Her finger was broken during the attack. Mm. It appeared she was not sexually assaulted. She had a broken skull, a broken jaw, and broken ribs. Ooh. On her right thigh, depending on the source that you look at, either written in lipstick or blood or maybe mercurochrome, which was a, a red tincture for cuts, um, was the name Paul. Who the fuck is Paul? Well, I will tell you in a moment. Who the fuck is Paul, people? One source I found said it was written in lipstick, so I don't know exactly what it was written in. They didn't know how long her body had been there, but it was determined that the time of death was around 11 p.m. Hmm. Baltimore police believed that she had been thrown from the bridge up above. Ooh. On the night she was murdered, a light-colored car with a dark top was spotted on the bridge, and it sped away when another car approached, and it ran a red light. In their investigation, police discovered that there were blood stains on some things belonging to Carolyn in a vacant lot near her house on Gable Avenue and the B&O Railroad in Mount Winans Yard. Mm. This is thought to be where she was murdered. Carolyn's shoes, a gold pendant earring, two sides of a matching locket, a locket chain, and an aluminum hair curler were also found at, the, at this scene. There was also a wooden-handled screwdriver and a, mm. a rock smeared with blood and a religious medal that were also found. Oh, oh this is weird. Apparently, there was an awful lot of blood at the scene. 
There were over 300 people questioned, including Ralph Garrett, the man she testified against. Garrett, I feel, would definitely have a motive, yet he was released. Wait a second, wait a second. So she testified against him and he was free? I'm assuming he was not convicted of whatever she was testifying against He was not convicted. Fucking prick. He definitely did it. Garrett would definitely have a motive, as I said, yet they released him without any charges being filed. Carolyn's father said that someone had threatened Carolyn about testifying. Now, I don't have the details. I don't know if her father knew who threatened her, but mm-hmm. he had knowledge that somebody threatened her. The police chose to focus on the drapes and questioned 13 teenagers and a 22-year-old named Rocky, who supposedly had a date with Carolyn the night <laughs> she was murdered. Rocky's name came up in many interviews, but it was determined that Rocky only had information about some events that took place that night, and he was never really considered a strong suspect. There were other drapes that were questioned. One was named Joe, one named The Eye because of his glass eye. Yeah. There was Lefty and Ace. The police may have had tunnel vision due to the fact that the drapes were not well liked. The press coverage helped to support the public's fear of the drapes. This is how John Waters got the inspiration because, you know, the they were taken, they were being scapegoated. Yeah. The press helped to perpetuate the idea that young girls who don't behave and associate with delinquents end up dead. Yeah. So, of course, a kind of hysteria broke out. Um, Carolyn's own father didn't help either, as he was quoted as saying, she just wouldn't listen. She brought it on herself. She was mm. just asking for it. I don't know what her mother or I could have done to prevent it. How disgusting to talk about your child like that. Yeah, asshole. I don't like that at all. Oh my God. And again, I'm going by how this was reported. I don't know. You know, people say a lot of things in their grief. I don't know, but it doesn't sound very good. The police did question Carolyn's parents, but they were not considered suspects either. Um, Carolyn's mother heard on the radio that there was a body of a young woman found, but she waited five hours for her husband to get home from work and had him go to the morgue. Okay. that, that Okay. It was a different time. Sure was. It was a different time. And like, also, could you go? Like, if you I don't had know. a daughter, I don't know if I don't I'd know. be able to. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway. So nothing came out of the investigation into the drapes. And Ralph Garrett, who was a good suspect, in my opinion, committed suicide. Opposite the vacant lot where Carolyn was found dead. How long after? Garrett was found hanging by a belt from the brake wheel of a gondola. I don't know how long after. Not long after. Oh, he did it. So, when, well, there's an... That's ex- like a Gabby there's, Petito Brown yeah, I know. laundry there's situation. A, there's, a, there's a explanation for it, but I don't buy it. I'll get into that in a moment. Witnesses said that Garrett spoke with Carolyn several times. And one time he even had his arm around her in his car. Probably an intimidation tactic. One witness said that Garrett's car was seen heading past Carolyn's every day for three weeks. On the night of the murder, a man who matched Garrett's description was seen hanging around the Belvedere Avenue Bridge. Garrett's wife insisted that the suicide was because of his grief over his mother's death. The police concluded that the suicide was unrelated to Carolyn's death. Okay, she's a drape. They don't like the drape, so they just let it go. Absolutely. Garrett's uh, tire truck. The only thing that, that... that they really had to to discredit him was, or I mean, to not count him as a suspect was Garrett's tracks didn't match the tracks of the car that was believed to be the killers. Like you think you have a car, but no person. I don't know. So that also does, couldn't he have just borrowed someone else's I, ex- car? Exactly. Like <laughs> I know, <laughs> that I know. Is so uh, circumstantial. Yeah, that doesn't seem like enough to rule him out. Um, maybe they didn't care since 
uh, he was deceased at this point. Yeah. And after all, like I said, she was a drape. We know the community and, the, and how the police felt about them. There was no trace of blood found in Garrett's vehicle. Again, I don't know when they searched it. Yeah. It was rumored that the murderer's vehicle had ended up at a pond. Again. Also, the other thing is like back then, like, yeah, someone could clean it. And it's not like they're going there with like bl- black no. lights and shit. They no. didn't know all that kind of sounds, crazy shit. Sounds like a pretty lazy investigation yeah. to me. I mean, again, I'm not a qualified professional here, but it just. I feel like we're close to qualified professionals to me me, yeah i mean to me the way this is reported if if this is how it happened it doesn't seem like it was very we're more qualified than these assholes that did this or they just didn't care (laughs) so remember the name paul yes well who's paul it was written on carolyn's thigh well paul was 20 years old and was in reform school (gasps) because of breaking and entering and grand larceny that would be johnny depp's character in case anyone is curious yeah um karen i wonder if he looked like johnny depp but I don't want to Google it later. <laughs> I don't want you know what though. Stop, Aaron, because I don't want to. I don't want to glorify him right now either. I mean, oh, oh, it could have been Paul. Why would he put his name on her? Anyway, get to it. Tell me. Carolyn was said to have a thing for him. She had his picture in her purse and wrote letters to him. The picture of Paul shows a young man with a cigarette in his mouth and a note that says, "Paul's a real gone kid." I don't know what that means. Sweet little thing. And on the front of the photo, it says, "Paul." So since he was locked up, I don't think he could have actually physically done it. So was there someone else jealous of Carolyn and Paul? Supposedly, you know, maybe he's the reason for it. Supposedly, Paul told the New York Times that the killer, this was a number of years later, I guess, Mm -hmm. that the killer knew him and Carolyn and he gave a list of suspects names, which hmm, apparently those names didn't go anywhere either. So everybody seems to be given information, but it's never going anywhere. I don't know. Bullshit. So John Waters was fascinated with drape culture. Like I mentioned, he was eight um, when the murder occurred. It left an impression. Crybaby was loosely based on the drape subculture of Baltimore. Um, I don't remember that much about the movie, only that I didn't really understand it and didn't like it. It vaguely follows this kind of story, like sort of. No murder, though. No, there's no more murder, but it's kind of like Grease before Grease. Like, yeah, it's. Is it before Greece? No, 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 no. after Greece. Sorry, I'm all discombobulated myself. Um, but it's kind of like that, like good girl. Yeah, who, I like, know that. That's involved with the drapes, and then the Paul character reminds me of Johnny Depp because mm. he goes to reform school. Oh, I'm sure and that's then who he gets he's... released, yeah. and it's like she's like trying to run away from him. Like it's almost like a weirdly like I feel like I read something somewhere or watched a interview with with John Waters that was like, um he loosely based it off this case, but also like had it been in a perfect world and she didn't die. Oh or yeah. She wasn't murdered kind of thing of like, yeah, her and Paul would have maybe ended up together. Like, I think that was kind of like his yeah. like, weird kind of way of, of putting the story together kind of thing. But like Ricky Lake is in the movie. Yeah, I like, I mean, a pregnant Ricky Lake, like literally, and Tra- the- Tracy Lords yes. is in it, and um, Amy Locaine, and I, yeah. I remember. I it's mean, all the so, actors. Okay, Aaron doesn't like it. It is, it is a very particular type of movie. I'm mm. not going to continue to hate on her for it's it. But weird dialogue. If you'd like to, um, maybe watch it and then send us an email about it in your opinion. Um, that would be great. That'd be cool. Well, anyway, the case unfortunately remains cold, um, despite of all the leads. Um, it remains one of Baltimore's most infamous unsolved cases. Mm-hmm. Sometimes around the anniversary of Carolyn's death, tips come in, um, which 
sounds like a common thing that happens in cold cases. Mm -hmm. Um, It's another one of those cases that I think is so intriguing, probably because it's a beautiful young girl. So many unanswered questions. Um, Also, there was a ton of physical evidence, (laughs) at least one very good suspect, but no one was held accountable. So sad. Um, I think, I don't know. I shouldn't say this last thing, but I wrote it. I think there should be a better tribute to this crime done more biographical in nature, you know, than just, you know, the satire. I, you know, that movie isn't, is not a depiction of this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would like, what I would like to see is maybe an actual story. Yeah. An actual story about this, a a biographical thing done. So. No, that's cool. I don't think there's anything wrong. Yeah. No, no, I think that's true. It's like, it's one of those stories that you, like, mm-hmm. I knew because I like Crybaby that it was based off of something like this, but mm-hmm. I didn't know all these details. Yeah. Well, I never like, would have. That That is just like, that's kind of crazy. I came up with this idea because remember when we started this, um, we, were, we were looking specifically at things that happened in certain months. So I yeah. came across this and I went, oh my gosh, it's Baltimore. I don't know anything about this. Then I start reading. I'm like, what? Crybaby? Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, so. That's cool. I'm like fascinated with this. Yeah, whole, that was a good one. With this whole thing myself. That's an interesting one. One that's like yeah. inspired by, but not like directly. The other yeah. inspirations were kind of relatively direct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one, this one's I liked this one, but I love John Waters though. I like John Everything, Waters. His little tiny mustache. Yeah. I love everything. I like about him too. Him. I just this one just No, me. I know. It's a, it's it's a very niche movie. Yeah. Like it's like I said, it's like a got like a cult following kind of situation. But mm-hmm. that's a wild case. I still can't believe it's unsolved. Do you think maybe they aren't doing any more investigating because they just assume who did it? Like how police often do that kind of shit, where they assume who does it. God, I I don't know, but it's wild, man wild you know what i also forgot to tell you remember when i was complaining about joey king's face <laughs> like just going like let me just take like a sharp left turn down a different path okay what about it that girl that our another og shithead lexi uh-huh i think she sent me an email pretty much being like i also hate joey king's face like i'm glad somebody else hates her um her stupid mug and she goes and she's a terrible actress i was like i agree like in a lot of things she overacts but anyway, um, shout out to my friends that also uh, agree with my opinions. Well, we know <laughs> Joey terrible. King's not going to be a fan Joey of our King, podcast. If you're listening, Joey King, I do not apologize. But you know what you could do? You, I almost just put my cell phone number out on a podcast. Um, <laughs> but you could send us an email at 31nightsofscaryshit <laughs> at gmail.com, Joey King. Or follow us on social media. Oh my god, I would cry, even though I don't like her. But it's okay. She played Gypsy Rose, which, that's a thing. Have we covered that? No, but she was phenomenal in that movie. She was phenomenal in that, but that is like, you have to overact that. Like, there's no way to overact Gypsy Rose because she was and is an extra kind of character. I'm saying when she's playing like a regular person. Oh. Like a normal, and I, I feel only, bad. She was a Gypsy Rose was a victim of her mother. Like I'm not going to talk about that. Not going to get. I think into I've that only ever this. seen her in Gypsy. I don't think oh. I've seen her in anything else. So I have no frame of reference. Oh, and her mouth is weird. Just get out of here with her weird mouths. You know who else? Other people. Now I've gone off on a tangent oh, on no. weird people's well, mouths. Who else is not going to follow our podcast? Kristen Stewart. And oh, I don't care. Fucking. Yeah, mouth. you can say that. Whatever. Now, you congratulations. Want her and her girlfriend are engaged. But mm, well, you know what? I don't like your mouth. The other thing we never addressed was them find, 
finding Brian Laundry's body. I don't want to say what I think is going on because, but oh, okay, I won't. But I will tell you after we'll this. We'll do we'll do a Gabby Petito Brian Laundry episode once there's more information yeah. about everything. Like I just don't want to be one of these assholes sharing stuff without knowing anything. No, I don't want to be reckless I, about it. Just on a side tangent note, that's insane. That's insane, and. We, There's my boyfriend and I were watching the so 2020 much on it. more to this story. I oh, think. I agree. I agree. There's so much. So much on. we do not know. Yeah. So anyway, friends, um, thank you for joining us this week. We are going to continue with our weekly episodes. They're going to be on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, and we might put out some bonus content like midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, if we have any kind of bonus updates. But there was a bonus up. Uh, there was an update to one of the episodes that I previously did. Um, and I would like to do a, a bonus episode on it, but that might be in a week or two. Cause I got to kind of put it together and make it make a little sense. And I'll talk to Aaron about it after this episode. So I don't ruin it for everyone. But <laughs> what I want you to do is follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our handles are at 31 nights of scary shit, except Twitter. It's at scary shit pod because Twitter rules. And then um, I also want to make sure that everyone sends us their stories at 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. I really want to hear from people. Even if you think it's like some mundane creepy pasta kind of bullshit, I want to hear about it. Friends. Have you heard me tell stories? I like crazy things and spooky (laughs) things and not so spooky things. Or maybe just tell me how your day's going. Friends. Maybe just tell me how you're doing. We all (laughs) need to check in with each other. Um, also, like I said earlier, if you want that free sticker and that personalized note from us, you you better donate. Please. <laughs> please. We need more audio equipment. We desperately need more audio equipment. Um, and eventually we're going to need a nice computer for our blogging. And when adventures. Joey King sues us, we're going to need money to pay yes, for the loss. Yes. <laughs> if you don't want us to get shut down because of Joey King suing our Canceled asses, before we make it big. <laughs> What a story. Um, just make sure that you donate um, to our Buy Me a Coffee. It's linked in all of our things, all of our show notes and all of our um, websites. There's a little coin button up in the upper right hand corner on our uh, Buzzsprout page. So uh, maybe click that and donate if you're feeling up to it. Also Venmo. Uh, we take Venmo. So at podcast, um, our little handle is at podcast 31 nights because again, Venmo rules. Um so yeah, friends, even, even a $2 donation, yeah. I mean, maybe make it five, but you know, cause yeah. of fees, but like, you know, you do you friends, you, you are the ones that we care about the most right now currently, because we bring you the content we like to research. Yes. So with that, I will stop rambling on like a lunatic and uh, just make sure to stay spooky. Uh, bye.